And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. So let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God's in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, who am I? This becomes a key component to understanding how we can connect to others. Who are you? If someone you respected but did not know showed up and asked who you were, how would you answer? The reason that this has extreme value is because knowing who we are helps us understand where we came from and where we're going. Otherwise, we are just a ship in the night passing other ships and blowing our ship horns. It sounds loud, but it accomplishes nothing. Next, who are you? This becomes a key component to understanding how we connect to others. Who is he? Who is God? If someone you respected but did not know showed up and asked you who God is, how would you answer? That reason, that reason has the extreme, same extreme value as it does knowing who you are as knowing who God is. And the question is, how would you answer? How would you help people understand who he is? and who we, who we came from, and to whom we are going. If you have no answer, then just like before, you're like a ship in the night passing other ships and showing uh, other ships your outline, but people can't tell what we're like, and we're not accomplishing anything. If we can't tell people who we are and who he is, we're missing the boat. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. All three things are very important. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanity is annoying. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show. and You should know you can do that. John and his wife did that just a few minutes ago. Then he was able to call in. You email david at he must increase.org. That's david at he must increase.org. Dave, not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, backwards. David at he must increase.org. You can text us 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. You can also call us at 972-445-0770. That's a special number. A lot of special things happen when that number is called. Yeah, when you call 972-445-0770, a unique experience, a unique experience happens. You get to talk to Captain Chris. And that's like landing safely in an airplane after a turbulent journey. It's very comforting. And then you will be...
Did you, ever, did you ever been on a plane where you had like a lot of turbulence? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. One time I was flying. Now, I've never, I never, I never had a problem with flying, except one time. <laughs> so back in the day, I just want to say back in the day, early days, right? And uh, I had a cell phone, right? You're just going to put them away, or whatever. And so I had my cell phone up, but it was off or whatever. And uh, the stewardesses were behind me and my business partner. And we hit some kind of whatever thing, and it, you know, it dropped. And the cell phone was on the ceiling of the plane. And I didn't mind that. It's when the stewardesses behind me started screaming that I was having a problem. <laughs> like, wait, if they're screaming, that's not good. <laughs> that was turbulent. See, but then when you land, you're like, <sighs> that's what it's like to talk to Captain Chris. Now, bottom line, if you have an opinion, a thought, or a comment, or a question, you're welcome to reach out to us. If you have a prayer request, please reach out to us. We'll pray with everything we have, with every ounce of faith, and we'll take all of our ounces of faith and put them together, and then we'll have multiple ounces of faith. If you've got a testimony you want to share, reach out and share. People love to hear that the Lord is doing great things, and it encourages them, and it blesses them. We also, you know, if you've got a question, just a general question, we can answer it. It's not too deep theologically. We could probably do it. Don't ask me too much about the Aorta Salutis because that, that's a whole separate. People are like, what? <laughs> the Aorta Salutis, the Aorta Salutis, never mind. Just uh, ask cool questions. No, ask any question you want. If I can't answer it, I'll tell you I need more time. That's, you know, it hasn't happened a lot, but it does happen. Uh, and we also do Bible trivia. Ready? Ready? What tasted... Like something made with olive oil, but when it was ground and baked, it also tasted like wafers made with honey. What is that? What are we talking about in the Old Testament? What tasted like something made with olive oil when it was grounded and baked? And it also tasted like wafers made with honey. I haven't had lunch. That sounds good. What is that? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us. You do so by calling 972-445-0770. I don't know why I say that so fast. Let's call that number. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David, at he must org. Let's open up with a prayer for our country and for the U.K., uh, as we often do in this show. Father, we come before you right now thanking you and praising you, believing for these great things you're going to do for NOLA and for the people that are in our audience, keeping them safe during travels. And we're asking for you to bring peace to our country as, Lord, as peace only comes from you, not fake peace, not medicated peace, not some kind of phony baloney thing, Lord. We need it to be real and the real peace that comes from your throne and from your presence. This country needs your peace. Have mercy on us as a nation. Have mercy on the nation of Ukraine that instead of just feeling overwhelmed all the time, that there would be just a gospel explosion. We're just praying for seeds and for fruit to come from the declaration of the gospel that people can find hope again. We lift up our country for the very same reason. Have mercy on us all, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so uh, trivia question. Okay, so something in the Old Testament 
that the children of Israel got a chance to eat was not an In-N-Out burger, which right now kind of sounds good. What tasted like something made with olive oil when it was ground and baked and then also tasted like wafers made with honey? If you think you know the answer, reach out to us. Pretty straightforward. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. As the phone calls and the texts are starting to pour in, i got to see if we're going to have somebody that will answer. If not, then we'll you know kind of do it the other way. Sammy Davis Jr., personal friend of mine. Uh, somebody ready to answer the truth? Do you remember that from the Steve Martin thing at all? Okay. <laughs> See? Okay. See, I live in my own little planet. <laughs> my wife says she only visits every so often. <laughs> That's what she tells me. Uh, okay, uh, let's bring them on through. Ding dong, this is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, Doc David, this is Paul Bolt. How are you, sir? Hey, Paul, how are you, my brother? I am beyond blessed. Amen. I love that. Beyond blessed. That is a great statement. Amen. All right. I'm going to give you a chance to share with us if you got something to share, but you got to answer the trivia question first because I seem to keep forgetting to ask people to answer the trivia question, which seems like like I shouldn't do that. Uh, What tasted like (laughs) something made with olive oil when it was ground and baked, but also tasted like wafers made with honey? What food was that? Okay, I'm making a wild guess here because I just turned the radio on, but I'm thinking that's manna. That is correct, sir! Ha-ha! <laughs> got it, man! Yeah! That's Good right. News. And see, when they wanted to make bread, they would make manana bread. See how that works? <laughs> well, I, you know, it, it actually sounds good. Well, I know. I'd like I'm to find like, out what like it's like. Yeah. It. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, All right, how you doing? How are things right, going? I tell you what, I'm doing well. Um, my hip is just about completely healed. Um, I don't have a whole lot to share with you other than God answered a prayer for me while I was listening to your program one day last week. Because um, I was asking God, not questioning him who he is in his power, but asking him, why haven't you healed the pain from my hip immediately like you have for other people and like I've seen you do with other people and even in me in my own life in the past? Why haven't you healed this? And I was going to call you and ask if you could expound on it a little bit. And right before I called you, there was a little excerpt that you played with a lady. I'm not sure who it is. You had a conversation, and she said, when people ask you why, sometimes the answer is, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Right. Sometimes you're not sure, but the Lord knows why. That's exactly right. And so God answered. I didn't call because God answered me through that little excerpt that you played there. So God is using this miracle. Using this radio program and you and those little clips, he's using them in a mighty way. God answered my prayer right then. Wow. That is cool. I've not heard that testimony before. And, Paul, that's a great, great blessing to hear. And I don't actually pick those clips. That takes me. Somebody else puts them in there. I don't like they have a whole pile and then they just pick from the pile. So it's like the timing is fully in, in the hands of somebody else. That's amazing. That's just an amazing element. Yeah, as, as Christians, we spirit inspired yes amen amen as many as i led by the spirit i needed that answer right then yeah 
Awesome. Great testimony. I love God so much. Yeah, right? he's cool. I love Jesus. David, I love you. I love everybody. I just want to see everybody get saved. And I want to see your ministry grow. And I love you, brother. And you have a great day. And pretty soon I'll be calling you doctor and doc. <laughs> Thank you, brother. God bless you. All right. Later. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Is that great though? You get a clean, please praise it. That's awesome, you know. And that's the thing is, uh, you know, sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes the answer is no, sometimes the answer is wait. I don't care what anybody says. The wait thing for God, the hold line, that's the biggest line, right? Like, that's the biggest thing. It's like, hold, please, hold, please. <laughs> that happens more than anything else. And that, uh, that patience requirement, though, just so you can know, puts you in a place to reflect Jesus more. So if she's in there saying why, that's the first thing. Everything you're going through, oh, you're saved, right? Okay. So God could just, and this was a question I asked when I was a younger Christian, why doesn't God just zap me up? I'm done. I'm ready. Let's go. And the reason is because he's making us more and more like Jesus in character and in functionality. We reflect the image of Jesus Christ more and more. And Jesus was so patient and perfect in his patience that when they came and told him that Lazarus had died, he didn't get up and do anything. Now, people are like, well, I would have jumped up and, well, probably wouldn't have gotten on his Harley because there were no motorcycles. But he, you know, it could have. Nope, the father didn't let him go. Told him, he had him wait just so that. By the time Lazarus was raised from the dead, he'd be four days dead, which was one day past what they assumed anybody can come back from. And then he raised him from the dead. So the delay was the purpose of enhancing the miracle. It's like, wow. But we wouldn't have known that. I think Jesus knew that, but we didn't know that. You see, and we don't know those delays, what those persons, but God does. He knows. He's just not telling that's my f my favorite line by by one of my favorite authors, Gene Edwards. He wrote this fa a couple of fabulous books, but he just goes, "God knows, he's just not telling." <laughs> I love it. All right, oh, we should probably take our break then. Yeah, probably, and then we'll come back and we'll start to teach stuff there. Okay, great. Uh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM seven seventy, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. 
To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Jonathan and David were closely knit. And David made a commitment to Jonathan, and Jonathan said, I don't. I want you to make sure you're not going to take any kind of wrath or any kind of vengeance on my kids, on my family, on my uh, people, and David made that commitment. What I want you to get in 2 Samuel chapter 4, verse 4, is that Mephibosheth is an offspring of Jonathan, and he was crippled, or he was lame, He couldn't walk properly. He couldn't, you know, function properly. He was at a tremendous disadvantage. And I remember when the preacher in North Phoenix Baptist Church looked at his audience, and just to give you an idea how big this church was, the the auditorium seated like about 5,000. So it's like huge, right? And he looked at, he looks around at everybody. And then he says this. He said, you are Mephibosheth. And I was thinking, what? What? And he goes, you. And you know, I'm thinking in my mind, but he's just he's preaching. And he's a, oh, was he just one of the best preachers? You are Mephibosheth. You are lame and unable to walk without help. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready to offer up our next trivia question. And then coming in with what I consider to be a top 10 or 20 joke over thousands of shows. So that's pretty good. That's going to be a good one. Uh, here is your trivia question. Should not be too hard. You guys should catch this. Who in the New Testament was blind for three days during which time he did not eat or drink anything? Okay. That's the question. Okay. Your opportunity to respond, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Now, I am going to give somebody the opportunity to answer this before I tell the joke. And by the way, when I tell the joke, if this is offensive to you, shut the show off, take a 24-hour break from the show or whatever you need because I'm still doing it. Still going to tell the joke. Uh, somebody ready to answer their trivia question? All right, here we go. People are jumping on this one. All right, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is Jamie. I can't believe I got through. <laughs> well, I am so glad you called. How are you doing? Are you driving? Or are, well, you, are you okay? I'm driving. I'm driving to a doctor appointment. Okay. So what a treat. Oh, it's awesome to have you on the show. And you be careful driving. I have hands on the wheel. Okay. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready for the question? You ready? Yes. 
All right. Yes. Who in the New Testament was blind for three days during which time he did not eat or drink anything? Well, I, I'm going to answer that in a little song. Okay. Take me down the road to Damascus. <laughs> no. I'm, is that correct, David Spoon? That is, is correct! No. This is a trivia question. Yes! Lord, <laughs> help me see the light. Fill me with your grace and mercy, God. Is this the truth or not? That's it! Great job! That is a great way to answer it. Saul on the road to Damascus! Yes! Excellent, excellent job. That's one of the first times we've had a response by song, so I just love that. That's brilliant. And you get mega props for that. That was really, really a good job. Very good. Mega props. Thank you. Very nice. Very, very good job. Thank you. Love right. your show. Thank you. All right. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. You got the singing answers now. The show is just, people are like, what's your show like? I'm like, well, I used to be able to tell you that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now I can't even tell you. All right. Listen to this joke. This is great. I'm not going to mess this up. This is too good. Well, I didn't say, I, I might mess the joke up, but it's funny. All right. Remember how we just did the nuns joke yesterday? This is kind of another one, but it's 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 just a really good one, right? Uh, the nuns at a small uh, uh, convent were happy to learn that an anonymous donor uh, left a modest estate to them. Each nun had been left $50 in cash to give away as she saw fit. Each nun announced how she would spend the money. Sister Catherine Ann decided to give her share to the first poor person she saw. As she said this, she looked out the window and saw a man leaning against the telephone pole across the street. And indeed, he looked poor. She immediately left the, the, the convent and walked toward the man. He had obviously known better days, and the good nun felt he had been sent by heaven to receive her offering. So she pressed the $50 into his hands and said, Godspeed, my good man. And she left, and the man called out and said to her, What's your name? Shyly, she replied, Sister Catherine Ann. The following evening, the man returned to the convent convent and rang the bell. I'd like to see Sister Catherine Ann, he said. The nun at the door answered, I'm sorry, but I can't disturb her right now. She's in the chapel. May I give her a message? Yes, said the man gleefully. Give her this hundred dollars and tell her Godspeed indeed came in first at the track. Ah, waka waka! Okay. All right. (laughs) That has to be a winner, doesn't it? Doesn't that one of the top ten, top twenty for sure? That's that's just (laughs) came in first. Like, oh my. All right, let's get to the text. Leave me alone. Uh, here's the thing I want you guys to catch, okay? This is kind of an important part of it, so let's see if we can do this. I might have to go long because I've just blown this to smithereens, but what are you going to do? All right, so remember when Moses was called by the Lord? The Lord calls Moses in Exodus 13. And in Exodus 13, they have this exchange. This is Exodus 13, 11, okay? And these are two things in a row I want to bring up, and then we'll get to the later part of it. But listen to what, what happens. Uh, Exodus 13, 11. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? So here's a question that Moses asks that you and I ask oftentimes. 
Not when you're operating in pride. Understand that. When you're operating in pride, you know, you, you just think you can do everything, anything, anywhere. It's like that's just really fantasy land because every breath you have is a gift from God. So without God giving you breath, you have nothing that you could ever do. But Moses turns to the, well, in some exchange with the Lord, he turns to the Lord, but he says, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? Pharaoh's a you know, major player. He's not just a major player. He's the power of the world in a, in a human being. And he's like, well, who am I? I mean, what, how am I? You know, I, can't, I, don't, I can't do this. And sometimes we have that very same question about tasks or trials, or even things that the Lord blesses us, or things that we have to endure, we ask the exact same question, who am I? And I want you to see what God responded, because this is the key. Verse 12, so Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Verse 12, and God said, I will be with you. It didn't matter who Moses was in a certain sense, because God was with him. And when God is with you, it doesn't matter. And it's like, well, Pharaoh, he's very popular. Yeah, I don't know. But if you go somewhere and God is with you, that's pretty much all you need. That's what that's the whole that's the calling card. Okay. And what I want to grasp, or what I want us to grasp, is we often will say, Who am I? Maybe the Lord has blessed us. Who am I to receive that blessing? That's what David said. And then, uh, Who am I to be chosen for this task? Or, you know, Who am I that I can get through this trial? Who am I that? And God's response is the same. This is the same response for my daughter who has a special needs grandchild. You guys know about Easton, and we've been praying for Easton for years. And just that whole process, you know, it's like, Who am I? And the answer is, God saying, I will be with you. It doesn't matter if you have a big name or a little name or if you have a huge amount of wisdom or, you know, just a tiny bit of knowledge. If you have the faith of a mustard seed to understand that whatever it is that's before you, that God is with you, then nobody can stand against you. No situation can overcome you. No trial will take you out. The water will not go above your neck because God is with you. Now, you pull that back. Now, this is so important. You pull that back. Sometimes when I do my uh, prayers, so I, got, I have like a skeleton prayer that a lot of people will use, kind of like a model, just like Jesus. And one of those things I, I asked about the Lord's presence to be with me and so on and so forth. And I always refer to this in the, in the midst of the prayer. Lord, there is nothing more important than you being with me. Because it doesn't matter what I, I know, I know I'm talking past salvation, past that part, as I'm existing and going through the day. If I know that God is with me, I can get through. If I know that God is with me, it is not my worthiness that brings me to the place. If I know that God is with me, there is no task bigger than God, there is no trial bigger than than God. There is nothing bigger than God. 
And so you look at it and you go, you know, wow, mountain, right? Because that's kind of what we look at. We look at mountains. And Jesus said, you know, say unto the mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. And you have to answer that question that Moses asked. Only you got to answer it to yourself. Who am I? Who are you? You are a child of the Most High God, and God is with you. That's the answer. That's the question you ask, that's the answer you give, and that's the answer you stand in. Now, what's amazing is the second part of this. So that, okay, that's part one. Okay, who am I? Okay, I will be with you. Oh, all right, okay, then, then we're, we're getting through. It's going to get done. But there's another part to that that we'll get to when we get back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? When Joshua was trying to figure out, you know, the Lord and his decision for the Lord, and he was doing pretty good and had good training, uh, uh, he made a decision to, to follow the Lord. Then he made a decision that he wanted to really commit to devotions. I told him I was proud of him for that. That's his own decision. He has to make that call. Nobody can choose that. You know, I was listening to something the other day, and this is one of the most bizarre statements. You're never going to hear a more bizarre statement. I hope this gets on the radio. You know, you can be born and raised Jewish. You can be born and raised Italian. You can be born and raised in many different things, but you can't be born a Christian. Can't do it. Because you have to make a decision for Jesus Christ. There's no being born a Christian. That doesn't work. That's a lie. You have to make a choice, an individual choice. Your 15 generations of your family could be Christians. When you're born, that does not make you a Christian. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's when you become a Christian. You understand that difference? It was just something that dawned on me. Like, you know, people don't talk that way. Well, he was born in a Christian family. That doesn't mean he's a Christian. Plenty of murderers came out of Christian families. That doesn't mean a thing. That's nothing. But anyway, going back to it, I had to head sure of that because that's that thought that just really struck me as odd. But the power of our words is, is, is so noticeable. And Jesus says, hey, you know, I got one for you. By your words, you're going to be justified. By your words, you're going to be condemned. So my question to pose is why? That's so forceful and brutal. And the answer is in Matthew chapter 15. Matthew, you guys like that one, huh? I like that. I can tell people, oh, I like that. Matthew chapter 15, here's the reason, verse 18, Matthew 15, 18 says this. But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart. And the reason that Jesus said, by your words you will be justified and by your words you'll be condemned is because your words reveal what's in your heart. 
And you will know, you can listen to other people and know by their speech. And I'm not even talking about coarse language. I'm not talking about swearing. I'm not even talking about any of that. I'm not even necessarily talking about negative speech. I'm talking about you will know a person's heart by what they say. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I told you that teaching was from Exodus 13, and it was actually from Exodus 3. <laughs> see the little mark, see, on the paper? Made it look like that. No, that's, that's a bad excuse. It was Exodus 3. Sorry. Okay. Well, sometimes I make a mistake. It happens <laughs> like 15 times a show. Uh, here's your trivia question. You guys should be able to get this one. Which group of Christians did Paul accuse of misbehaving at the Lord's Supper because some people remained hungry while others got drunk? Which group of Christians ooh, did Paul accuse of misbehaving at the Lord's Supper because some people remained hungry while others got drunk? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org. So here we send you to the website. <clears throat> we do it for a very particular reason. We want you to check it out. It gives you a good chance to get a feel for uh, the ministry if you're not used to it. Plus, there's a lot of resources on there. There's free books. There's uh, the brochures you can order for free. There's uh, apps on there that are free. There's a couple of uh, writings in there. There's some cool stuff here and there. But the bottom line is it's also a place to give, and it's really hard to do the radio ministry with no money. That's just the reality. So if you have an opportunity to give, please do. If you can't, we get it. But things are tough. We understand. Don't feel guilty. That's If I wanted you to feel guilty, I'd start talking to you the way my mom talked to me for years. Okay? You'd be hearing about matzo ball soup and never talking to me. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is do your best. Pray that it's blessed. Let Jesus take care of the rest. Go check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report? HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org Definitely a balloon. <laughs> okay. Just, okay. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, David Spoon. Doctor, almost Dr. Spoon. <laughs> this is Joy Ann. It's so good to talk to you again. <laughs> it's wonderful to talk to you, Joy Ann. Always a privilege. Always a blessing. Thank you. And by the way, we love your brochures, and I have been sharing those with folks. So thank you. You done good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's I, I appreciate They're that so very beautiful. much. That took a lot of mental work. It was amazing. It was like, what? This is in the wrong place. What? Oh, that kept happening. Anyway, <laughs> well, each one has its own unique flavor, so I kind of know who to give it to. You know, depending on their personality or the way they, you know, their demeanor. So. 
That's per- that's in a variety. That's exactly what we were shooting for: is to have them just a little bit different, so that if there was different kind of people, some people are going to be that you know are going to be a little more conservative. Some people are going to be more like give me as much information as possible. And so we tried to <laughs> split it up and, and 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 kind of literally put it across the board. So I'm so glad you said that. That's kind yeah, of a thank blessing. you. Very sir. cool. And I have an answer to your great trivia question. All right, I'm going to ask it and give you the chance to answer. Here we go. Which group of Christians did Paul accuse of misbehaving at the Lord's Supper because some people remained hungry while others got drunk? Well, the Corinthians were that way. That is correct! It was the Corinthians! They were those Greeks. Very, those wild Greeks. <laughs> they were very wealthy, they were very wise, and they were very unruly. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, I was like, wow, that's not good. That's yeah. good. Awesome. And thank you. And and speaking of Greeks, we're part Greek, so my beautiful twin sister needs a little prayer. She's a gentle soul. She's not a, a rambunctious Greek. But um, she, she was bitten by a bee. Cordelia was bitten by a bee on Monday, and then Tuesday had some, um, you know, uncomfortable dental work. So I... I, my heart goes out to Cordy. She is such a saint, non-complaining you know, woman, and just so gentle. But um, would you pray for Cordy on behalf of the bee sting that's caused swelling in her yes. foot and the dental? Let's so do that. Right, you, let's David. do it right now. Let's do it together. Father, we, Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and we praise you. We thank you for the whole audience. These are great, great brothers and sisters. And we love Joanne and we love Cordelia. She's fantastic. She's been a great blessing for the show. And gosh, how uncomfortable that is to, to get stung and then to have dental work and have different things going on. It's just It's just a trial. It's like kind of trial after trial mentality. And Lord, we're yeah. just asking for you to just... Give her grace. Give her a healing, a touch. She is not. It's not a matter of whether she's worthy or not. It's a matter of whether you're generous or not. And we just simply mm-hmm. ask for your generosity to be poured into her, and she would find relief right away from this pain and this discomfort, and that you would just bring peace into her mind and comfort into her heart and joy into her mouth in the context of her singing a new song, saying, singing praises to you, Lord. We just lift her up. She's our sister, dearly loved in you, and we ask you to bless her and bless Joanne and bless their family and keep them all safe in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen, David. Thank you. She'll love hearing that prayer. Yeah. We love you guys. All Thank right. you. We love you Blessing. guys, too. Thank Stay you. Cool. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. You know, this show never goes the way I <laughs> You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start coming in, and I'm going to get, uh, like, a whiteboard, like, with the, you know, that uh, what's-his-face uses, and I'm going to get different colors, and I'm going to just put a question mark under each. <laughs> okay, let's do history. Let's go All right, now, there is one of these that is very, very important to me. It's not that important, but I'm saying it's kind of important. I first of all, it's National Prune Day. Now, see, for me, my last name is Spoon, and when I grew up, the rhymes were rammed with prune, and uh, that's all I'm going to say. That's, that's what I went through elementary with, you know. Just letting you know. Uh, today is Fly a Kite Day. There's a couple of people that could really use that. <laughs> 
Uh, National Cherry Tart Day. Okay, well, that's good. Okay, but this one, this one right here. And this is Noel and my favorite, like, you know how you get away for the once every three year kind of thing? National Lobster Day. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Love that. Uh, just for those who care, it's also National Kiss a Wookiee Day. So I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. Benjamin Franklin on this day in 1752 showed that a lightning uh, is electricity. Well, at least he showed it to those people. It wasn't like everybody else knew. He didn't know, but I guess that's how that goes. And then 1775, George Washington is appointed commander-in-chief of the Continental Army. And uh, that's about it. <laughs> that's good enough. Okay. All right. So we're going to do a little bit of teaching. We'll exit, and then we'll come back. Here's the deal. I want to go to this next question. And by the way, when you hear prayers and we pray together, don't stop praying for the Don't stop praying for Noah. Don't stop praying for uh, for Cordelia. Pray for them until you hear the results. That's why I always tell people, make sure you keep us updated. All right. So after Mo goes through this process of, you know, you know who am I, should I that I should go, then he asks another question, and it's a very interesting question in Exodus 3, not 13, but in Exodus 3, verse 13, it says, Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your father has sent me. And they asked me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? Verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. That is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. So God defines his name as I am. So there's people out there in different religious cults that are like, God doesn't give himself a name. It's like, okay. That is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am who I am. <laughs> I think the I am is the name. I don't know. I, I could be wrong. I'm not wrong. It's like that's his name. He's saying I am. And you're sitting there saying, what kind of name is I am? See, that's where you miss it. Right there. Because God is everything we need him to be for us. That's why he's I am. If you need protection, I am your protector. If you need help financially, I am your resource. If you need healing, I am your healer. If you need love, I am your love. If you need comfort, I am your comforter. That's why he's named I am. And for people not to get that and to understand, you know, at this point you've got Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, so you've got the lineage of the, the tribe. They know how powerful God is. I mean, they're not, you know, it's not a Now, he's going to show them much more, but the point is what God is— by definition of his own name, is everything you need God to be for you to do it right, walk right, stay right, live right, exist right. That's who he is. That's what his name means. And that's the one who we're engaging with. And so you get to this point, and you're like, Lord, I, I don't know how to do you know, this or I, you know how, um, how this lacks or this lacks. Everything that you lack that you don't think you can come up with, God is the answer for. And that's why you hear us say on the show quite a bit, the answer is more of God. People are like, well, what kind of answer is that? Let me tell you what kind of answer that is. If you have more of the I am, then you will be. <laughs> it's not even that. Oh, okay, yeah, right. You need more of him. I need more of him. We need more of him. That's why he is the I am. What you truly need, not in your flesh, what you truly need in the righteous sense, God is for you at every level. That's who it is. 
who's standing by you. Take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. My next guest has been on the show before with a prior book. I'm very excited to talk to him about this book. I've seen a couple of the interviews that he's done, and this book is a great apologetic book on Christology, and I'm hoping that people will really enjoy this. First and foremost, let's welcome back to our show David Lima. David, how are you doing, sir? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Excellent book, by the way. Big props for writing the Thank true you. Jesus, uncovering the divinity of Christ in the Gospels. I, I know they give me a list, and I know you know they give a list for us to ask questions, but uh, if you remember from the last time you were on the show, I, I rarely look at that list. <laughs> so, no, that's good. Because yeah, I like to get from, from you as the author, you know, kind of where it was going and what you were thinking. So let's just talk about at the core level, you know, for the purpose of writing this book, what was the big goal you were trying to accomplish in writing the true Jesus? Well, I started out, I wanted to write a, a, a primer, a survey, an introduction to the New Testament. And as I got into it, I realized that I could not cover it adequately with sufficient depth. So I asked the publisher, regularly if I could narrow the focus to just the Gospels, uh, because the Gospels are where you see the living Son of God and you encounter Him. Uh, and you, you sit at His feet and, and hear His teachings and you watch Him uh, and you observe his behavior and his authoritative teaching and his empathy for human beings, and you see his declaration of divinity uh, and why he, uh, he he led the the Jewish authorities to want to crucify him because he was in fact claiming to be God because he is God. And so I want his divinity and his full humanity to to jump off the pages uh, in of my book. And the book is a is a compendium of the four gospels in a consolidated account, not attempting to be a harmony, which uh, you can't totally do, uh, and in a roughly chronological form, the ultimate goal, and with, with a running commentary, the ultimate goal is I want people, I want to inspire people to read the Gospels and the Bible for themselves. Welcome back 
to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready to do our last trivia question of the show. That's another good one. I think these are really good trivia questions. Who, who, which group of people were critical of Jesus eating with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus used to eat with tax collectors and sinners. <gasps> he ate with sinners? Who were critical of Jesus eating with tax collectors and sinners? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. Who was that? What group was that? And then uh, you can also text in 214 210 uh, 8483. And then you can also send an email to David at he must increase.org. It is right here. We do our DNA. Because if I forget to do that, then I promise you, Captain Chris will never let me forget that. <laughs> so then I'll have to do it like twice a day. So we're not going to do that. Uh, D for our DNA stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily, David. Da- <laughs> Daily, David. Daily. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never. I just did a little a write-up on the teaching about being ashamed of the Lord's words that we're going to be talking about in about two weeks. Don't be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. That's my nicest way to say that. And then, A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means other people count. I know it's crazy, but they do. They count, and it's important. Okay? All right. And I'll ask the trivia question again since I created some confusion by the way I asked it because— that's the kind of day it is. Who slash what group of people were critical of Jesus eating with tax collectors and sinners? Okay, there. That's the question. I think you know the answer. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email to david at he must increase.org. So I want to go back. Al has responded with a unique spelling. He is correct, uh, but he gave a unique spelling. I'll just say that. I want to go back to that I am who I am thing and then carry on from there. So I you know, I just said that his name is I am, and there's people are like, well, what do you mean that his name is Dan? So I want to read this from this version. You'll really appreciate this. Exodus 3.14. God replied, I am the one who I am always am. I am, I am who I am. God said, tell them that I am the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This will be my name forever. (laughs) Wow. It has always been my name. Wow. And it will be used throughout all generations. Wow. I'm thinking that I am is a pretty big deal. I don't know. When God's like, this is my name. This is uh, what's always been my name. And this is what's always going to be my name. And uh, that's my name. So for those who are like, well, that doesn't tell me a name. It's like, <laughs> all right, one plus one is two. Okay, so that's uh, how that goes. All right, now the next portion is this. First question is, and the first thing is, who am I? Who are you? In a sense, it matters that you're a child of the Most High God, but it more matters that God is with you. So that doesn't have that same capacity. Who is God? Everything that you ever need him to be. And then, after Moses goes through this exchange, he says this to the Lord in chapter 4 of Exodus, verse 10. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, O Lord, I'm not a good speaker. I've never been one. I'm not a good speaker. And then verse 11, who makes mouths? 
the Lord asked him. Who makes people so they can speak or not speak, hear or not hear, see or not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go and do as I have told you. This is not the kindest exchange. Like everybody wants to make that, oh, well, who made the mouth? Oh, who makes the eyes? Who makes the legs? This is God going, I made you. Go do it. (laughs) It's like this is the Lord trying to communicate. You can do this because I'm with you, because of who I am, and because I said so. And that's it. It's like, wait, what? I can't. I don't care what you think you can do. Go do it. Well, I don't go do it. I know, Lord, but go do it. Remember that? No try. Just do. <laughs> right? It's like, just do it. And even though we want to go, well, I'm not the best of this, or or use somebody else, or all that other stuff, God's like, get to work. Go, 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 be about, be about, be about, do the stuff you're supposed to do. And the reason that that's important is that the Lord wants you about his business. Want you aware, and you're thinking, well, I'm not adequate. You're right. Congratulations. You're not adequate for any. You know what? I want to say this in the nicest way. You know what I really, really want to say? Nobody in humanity is worthy of the breath they breathe, period. Not one. But God gave it to us as a gift. So go use it. Only Jesus is worthy. Only Jesus didn't sin. None of us are worthy. But you know what? He makes us worthy in Christ. So go do what the Lord set before you. Who are you? You're a child of God, but you are one who God is with. That means more than anything else the world can come up with. Who is he? He's the creator of the universe, and he's the I am for everything you need. And we might even respond, well, I wish he would do it this way or this way, but that's because you're not God. You don't know. And then we're also like, but I can't do. And the Lord's like, go do it. I made you. I know what you can do. Go do it. Go be it. It's like, wow, okay. And you're thinking, well, how, how does that apply? I don't know. How does it apply to you? What opening does the Lord have before you? What opportunities do you have to serve? What opportunities do you have to advance the kingdom of God? Can you pray for people? Can you write? Can you talk? Can you can you share? Can you love? Can you give? Whatever it is, can you serve? That's the everything you got to know right there. And all of those things you can do, and you can certainly do in him. And that's what he asks us to do. Okay? All right. Uh, trivia question. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little early on this, but that's okay. Um, who, what group, what group of people were critical of Jesus eating with the tax collectors and the sinners? And that would be the Pharisees. Al said Pharisees. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where that's coming from. But the Pharisees were the ones that gave Jesus the hardest time. The Sadducees were much more secular uh, than the Pharisees were. The Pharisees were more religious. You'd be amazed how simple you can take Sadducees and Pharisees and put them into today's society and go, oh, look, those are the Sadducees, and look, those are the Pharisees. Not that hard to do. Here's the key in that, though, and the text in that and the purpose in that. Jesus could eat with sinners and tax collectors, right? Can we? 
Can we go to lunch with the sinner? I'm not talking about your family, the people that don't believe. <laughs> that's, you know, that's, a, that's obvious. Can we, can we eat and engage with people who aren't exactly of our faith? Is our faith so fragile that we can't touch somebody who doesn't think the exact same way? It shouldn't be. We should have a much firmer grasp and a much greater capacity to love those who need that love the most. So think of it in that term, okay? That's the way I want to do it. All right, so I do want to close out and pray uh, for everybody. And I will say this because Al did say I was supposed to say that with a Texas accent. Fire sea. <laughs> is, that, is that Texas thing? Fire, fire, see? Fire. Okay, I'm going to pray. Okay, right. let's pray. <laughs> okay. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you for a wonderful day because you're wonderful. You're awesome to us. You give us life and breath and everything. And we just, uh, we just worship you, and we are your kids. And whatever we go through, you're with us. And whatever we need, you're the one that provides. You are the great I am. And we will go do in obedience to your commands. We love you. We worship you. Seal in the good. Get rid of the bad. And help us in everything in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.